I am so excited to share with you the doors open for my new group coaching program, Booked Out, Not Burnt Out Business Owners on July 24th. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Chelsea, I am this close to burnout, please help me. This group is going to be perfect for you, the recovering overachiever who doesn't know how to say no. Picture this. You've reached the point where you are so overwhelmed, you don't even know what to do next. So you reach for your phone, you put around the house, you clean up here and there, you check your email a few times, and at the end of the day, you didn't get anything done, and that cycle of overwhelm continues. This is so common in business owners, and I've definitely been there myself too. But as a time management and productivity coach, I know how important it is to find personalized systems and tools that work best for you. It's not necessarily complicated, but it is personal. So if you are ready to work with less stress, less guilt, less overwhelm, and to have that personalized structure that works just for you, aka no waking up at five o'clock in the morning, you are not a morning person, then you should definitely join the waitlist for the booked out, not burnt out business owners group. If you join the waitlist, you get special waitlist pricing, behind the scene previews, and so much more with doors officially opening July 24th. From there, it'll be open enrollment, but you definitely want to join right away to take advantage of some of those early bird offerings. So join the waitlist, the link in my bio, or DM me on Instagram at Chelsea M Coaching to learn more. Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer, and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hello, everybody. Today, I'm really excited to be talking with you about why I am my own worst time management client. Because you would think that as a time management productivity coach, I should be bragging about my schedule and showing off my completed to-do list and oozing with consistency. But if you've been in my world for a little while, you know that that's just not true. Now, don't get me wrong. I have spent years of my life being incredibly productive, and I get a lot of work done each week as a business owner and as a nonprofit consultant. But my years of forcing productivity has also led to burnout and exhaustion and some really bad time management habits that I've had to spend years breaking. If you listen to episode 46 of the show, I talk about how your work is not your worth and the importance of breaking out of the overachiever mindset so that we can find happiness and balance in our work. And so in this episode, I want to walk you through my set yourself up for success framework I use this framework in one-on-one coaching and in my group coaching program, Booked Out, Not Burnt Out Business Owners. The Set Yourself Up for Success framework has been built over the years based on my own experience of one, being an exhausted overachiever, and two, trying and failing with so many of the time management tools and strategies that are out there on the market. You guys know that I started this business because I needed tools that were personalized for me. And I read so much bad time management advice that was strict and stringent and didn't adapt to the world that we live in and the life that I wanted to lead. So for the sake of transparency, I'm going to share with you how each piece of this framework came to be based on how I was or how I still am improving in this area. The six-piece framework allows for customization so that each of my clients can create their own unique time management strategy based on who they are, the life that they want to live, and 
what they need to do in order to stick with the framework that we're building. So after saying all that, we'll dive right in. The first piece of the framework is making decisions today that will make life easier tomorrow. So let me paint a picture with this one. Have you ever had a really low gas tank and thought to yourself, I'll just grab gas tomorrow and drove home instead of stopping while you were already out? Have you ever put back an empty carton of eggs or milk or an empty box of cereal instead of throwing those things out and adding that item immediately to your shopping list? Sometimes these are really silly things that we do, these decisions that we make every single day that don't serve our future self. They make our life that much harder the next day. When the reality is it would have taken you the same amount of time to add cereal to your shopping list and put that box in the recycling bin as it would have to just put it back. So I struggled with this because I would do those kinds of things. I would think it was just faster or easier to let things slide or to not put things back in a place that I could easily find them the next time. So over the years, I've developed this mantra. P.S. There's a mantra for almost all of these that I say to myself that helps me think about my future self. So I'll say, think of yourself tomorrow, Chelsea, or make decisions today, (laughs) make your life easier tomorrow, right? I'll say something like that to myself. And so sometimes it's little things like the egg carton, laying out your clothes for the gym the night before so that you're prepped in the morning. But sometimes it's bigger, more strategic items, like looking ahead at your week, knowing that you're going to go out with friends Thursday night. So Friday is probably going to be a sleep-in day, and you're not going to have as much energy to get things done. So how can we front load the beginning of the week so that you still end your day or end your week on top of all your goals and on top of all the things that you wanted to accomplish? How can you think about utilizing a little bit of extra time to organize or to sort things out so that you know where things are and you're not clicking around in your computer or shuffling through papers? What if it's a really nice day and you take a little bit of an extra walk or go do something fun outside because the weather the rest of the week looks like crap and you want that time outside to rest and re-energize? So Really, this is about that awareness of what can I do today that future me will thank me for that will make my life a little bit easier tomorrow. So the next piece of the framework is understanding the root cause of procrastination and perfectionism. Now, you guys know I love talking about procrastination. And in episode four of this show, I dive deep into why we procrastinate, what it looks like and how we can overcome procrastination. So I'm not going to dig into it too deeply here. But what I want to highlight in terms of this framework is reminding everybody that being lazy is not the same thing as procrastinating. Procrastinating is wanting that thing done. It's wanting the task done. It's understanding the value of it and struggling or there's some friction with how you are, how are you actually getting it done. So when we can understand what is causing that friction and what procrastination looks like for you, because it's not always just laying on the couch or playing on your phone, it brings that additional awareness to that activity so that we can stop it and get back on track. So for example, I am a classic procrastinator. So when I'm procrastinating or when I'm procrastinating, 
it often looks like me rewriting my to-do list or brainstorming all of the things I'm going to post on Instagram instead of actually posting things on Instagram. So my mantra for this part of the framework is actually execute it, Chelsea. Because what I need to do here is to recognize when I am procrastinating, figure out why, and then actually execute the task. And so when we can, again, when we can get to that level, we can bring awareness. It rids us of the identity of a procrastinator, rids us of the identity of being lazy, and allows us to move forward more confidently and with a more personalized strategy. The third piece of the framework is developing decision-making skills that will make prioritization a breeze. Now, I talked all about prioritization in last week's episode, but what is important for the piece of the framework is that decision-making part of it. Because prioritization is a challenge for a lot of people because there's frankly just a lot of things to do. And so we struggle with, in what order do I do them? And decision-making plays a really important role in that. So when we don't have decision-making skills or we lack confidence in our decision-making skills, that can really hamper not only prioritization, but making progress in a lot of other parts of our business and our life. Sometimes this can come from imposter syndrome. Sometimes this can come from being worried that we're going to make the wrong decision or someone's going to figure out that we're a quote-unquote fraud or we don't know what we're doing. Sometimes it can be that we don't quite understand the consequence of the decision in either direction. Sometimes it's because we're choosing between two good options and we're afraid of picking the wrong one or making the wrong investment. Lots of different things can factor into this. So what I want to emphasize here is really looking back and trusting your history of good decision-making skills. I actually was just working on this with a client recently, and she had some challenges with making decisions. And what we talked about was how successful she has been in her role, how successful she has been in building relationships with her colleagues, with friends, with the clients that she works with, and looking at the evidence of her making good decisions. And so to relieve that artificial pressure that she's putting on herself, that she's not good at it for whatever reason. So we need to build up that confidence in yourself that you are a good decision maker or that you have a track record of good decision making. And then that's speed, right? Very rarely is there a decision that you make that you can't undo in some way, shape or form, or we can't roll back or can't apologize for. So again, building up that confidence and that speed and decision-making will help not only with prioritization, but with many aspects of our life and our business. And so my little mantra for here is pretty simple, but it's make a choice, Chelsea. If you're really struggling, give yourself a timeline to do it. Set a timer or make it a day or a week or whatever you need, but put a time limit on how long you're going to take to make a decision and move on. The next piece of the framework is digging into what is taking longer than it should. And I feel like this is sometimes where productivity uh, for me can get a little quote unquote hacky. So I some examples are working in Excel. Um, if you're clicking into deep into documents on your Google Drive or onto your computer to find things, if you are typing in links every single time, rather than having them bookmarked. 
if you are struggling to come up with content every single week, right? It's paying attention to things that are taking you a really long time and you think should be faster. How you're onboarding, for example, if you're bringing on new clients, what does that onboarding process look like? Sometimes it's just paying attention because you're not even aware that every single time you need to go to this document, it takes you 15 to 20 seconds to find it. And while 15 to 20 seconds is not a significant amount of time, 15 to 20 seconds multiple times a day over the course of a week or a year adds up. So how can we just make these things a little bit faster? And I always joke that like my, I always say that I'm a very impatient person and impatience is kind of a virtue here because I'm constantly on the lookout for things that are taking me longer than they should. A really funny story of this is when I worked in a development office um, at a boarding school a number of years ago, we would mail merge letters. So we would personalize them to say, dear name, and um, please give a gift of X number of dollars. And that would all be personalized. And my boss came into me one day, really frustrated that she had just mail merged all these letters and had individually added the comma. So if the, if the person's gift was over $1,000, she manually added the comma into all of the gifts or letters. And then realized that there was a mistake in the letter and she needed to re-merge the whole thing. And I thought to myself, there has to be a better way to do that than manually putting the comma in. And so I Googled it. And sure enough, it's a little code that you can add into the merge area. And it automatically adds the dollar sign and the comma to numbers. So taking that little bit of extra time to learn, to invest, to get help in order to create the automation or the hack or the tool that you need to make that work go a little bit faster. This is a time multiplier, which I also talk about in the prioritization episode. It's really, really critical. So my little mantra here is, this is taking too long, make it faster. And I just stop and pause and think, how can I make this system work a little bit easier for me? And you don't have to be incredibly techy. Nothing I described was incredibly techy. Most of the time, it's just a quick Google and you'll find a solution. The next piece of the framework is wearing your CEO hat and making money versus being busy. And so this is a really, really important piece for business owners because oftentimes I see business owners who are go, 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 and they're cranking things out and they're working all the time and they're just being really busy, but they're not doing money-making activities. They're not doing things that are ultimately going to help them grow their business. And so what's really important in this part of the framework is to get crystal clear on a really small number of goals and then doing tasks that drive those goals. So if your goal is to make $10,000 this month, then what you need to be doing is sending out emails, starting conversations in your DMs, reaching out to old clients. What you don't necessarily need to be doing is posting a bunch on Instagram or tweaking the colors on your website, right? We need to do things that are going to continue to drive our our goals forward or drive us to our goals. Another really critical piece of this is to get help. Having guidance, having a coach, having a mentor can help you define what those money-making activities are and how you can step into your CEO hat, potentially with hiring or um, hiring an employee or 
bringing a contractor in to work on a specific thing that will ultimately make something go faster, right? It's about making those decisions. These things all work together. And the other really important piece of this is to not glorify busy. I have an Instagram post that's pinned up at the top of my profile if you want to check it out, explicitly about why I don't say that I'm busy. I never say that I'm busy because that is such a reinforcing mindset where we're glorifying it or bragging about how much work we have to do. And I think as a society, we're moving away from that. I think that that kind of hustle culture of the early 2000s is, um, or 2010s, I mean, is kind of dying out, but I still see it a lot. And I want to just be really clear that you're you're not going to get points for being busy. And quite frankly, if I see people who are busy all the time, I think that they're poor time management skills. I think that they're not good at working within their time. And I don't think they're very, very good at prioritization. So making sure that we're not in that glorifying busy space. And the mantra I say to myself this time is what I'm like reminding myself what my goals are and saying like, okay, Chelsea, get focused. Right. And so just reminding myself, these are my goals and these are the tasks that are going to help me get there. And then the last piece of the framework is working on your mindset so that you can take guilt-free breaks and spend more time with the people and projects that mean the most to you. And I know I talked about this in last week's episode all about rest and why it's so important in episode 50. But again, I didn't realize that when I said I didn't have time to take breaks or I didn't know how to be bored, I was setting myself up for failure. I was really allowing myself to reach that point of burnout and exhaustion because every time I took a break, I was guilty and I wasn't prioritizing what mattered most to me, which is my family, which is I being at the beach. I live in the Caribbean and I'm only going to be here for another year. Why wouldn't I spend every waking moment I can enjoying living in this beautiful spot for a little bit longer? Why wouldn't I enjoy every moment I can with my partner and with my puppy and calling my friends and family. That's what matters most to me. So getting really clear on that guilt-free breaks and finding the tools and the rest, the types of rest that rejuvenate me most was an absolute game changer in how I structure my week and how I manage my time. And again, I talk all about that in episode 50. So you can definitely go back and listen to that episode Um, about the seven different types of rest and what the key there is. And the mantra here isn't really anything specific, but it's just me kind of telling myself in my own head when I'm feeling like I want to multitask when I'm taking a break. It's just enjoy the moment. It's just reminding myself to stay present. So sometimes I feel like this framework is a bit overwhelming, but I just want to read them back to you one at a time. If you're taking notes or you are interested in any digging into any one of these more specifically, but they are making decisions today that will make your life easier tomorrow, understanding the root cause of procrastination and perfectionism, developing decision-making skills to make prioritization a breeze, digging into what is taking longer than it should, wearing your CEO hat and making money versus being busy, and working on your mindset so you can take guilt-free breaks and spend more time with the people and projects that you love. So sometimes I feel like the term productivity coach is really limiting 
Because as you can see from this framework, we cover a lot more than just how to make an effective to-do list and build automations or a bunch of productivity hacks. It's not just about how to get more done in less time. And frankly, I don't want to teach people that if it means that they're going to work more with that time that they gain back. I want entrepreneurs to have time freedom because so many of us started our businesses for time freedom. And not necessarily so that you can take an RV trip across the country and work two hours a week, although that's your dream, you go girl. I just want business owners to value their own time as much as they value their clients' time. I want my clients to start their day energized because they're working on the right things for their business at the right time of the day when they feel energized and focused and excited. And this is going to look different for everybody. And that's what gets me the most excited to work with clients. So if you're looking for that one-on-one support because you struggle with prioritization or procrastination or putting in self-care and rest throughout your day, then you should definitely look into one of my one-on-one coaching containers before prices go up next week. And if you want to be a booked out, not burnt out business owner with a coach and a community to help you commiserate and validate that you are not the only weirdo who procrastinates by dusting the floorboards, then you should definitely join the waitlist for my group coaching program. The doors open July 19th and we kick off the first group coaching call on July 26th. So again, I hope this episode resonated with you. I hope you got to understand how I moved into this role as a productivity coach based on years of experiment and experience and educating myself and working with clients to help best understand what that framework needs to be so that it's not just about getting more done in less time. It's about working on the right thing at the right time to help you reach your goals. So let me know if you have any questions. Don't forget to leave a review of this episode if it resonated with you or shoot me a DM and we'll chat more. But I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.